Hi, HR Nation. Welcome back to another episode of the HR Leaders Podcast, the show where we explore the future of work with industry experts and HR executives in the world's leading global brands. Today, I'm joined by Ian White, CEO, CTO, and founder at ChartHot. Welcome to the show. How are you? Great to be here. How are you doing, Chris? I'm good. I'm glad I'm not the only one that has a sofa <laughs> in, the, in the background. You know, it's, it's, just, it's part of uh, part of remote work life is I take a lot of Zoom calls and it's it's good to have the sofa. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's, it's good to move around sometimes too. Listen, if you can have your own office, then why not have a sofa in, in, in yeah. the office to, to relax? 100%. 100%. <laughs> you know, it's the only way to go. Nice. Well, um, for those that um, aren't familiar with yourself or, or, or Charhart, give everyone a bit of a background, both starting with your own personal journey and then kind of how Charhart came to be. Sure. So really ChartHop is a people analytics platform that helps build transparency across an organization. And so the way I came at uh, ChartHop and really the way I, I, I came at my career is I've been building technology pretty much my whole life. Uh, been, you know, but I, I, since I was 10 years old, I've been building tech. But I've always been more interested in technology insofar as it impacts people, right? Tech is only interesting um, for, for what we do with it and the potential of technology to uh, improve people's lives. And so um, I moved to New York about, uh, you know, almost 20 years ago, did a, a bunch of tech startups um, and uh, wound up starting a, a company called Sailthrough which uh, was in the marketing tech space, we scaled up pretty quickly, went from two people to a couple hundred in a short period of time, a couple of years. And ultimately, we, we had a good outcome for that, that company. But as we scaled and built that company, I really got a little bit of a crash course in, in the importance of organizational scaling and organizational design. Right. I had I had managed small teams previously, but all of a sudden we had to really think about how we were structuring, creating an organization. And when you're building a team, when you're building a company, there's nothing, you know, you can start with a product and then maybe it becomes about your commercial strategy or distribution. But ultimately, what really matters, what really lasts uh, is the culture and the organization and the team that you build. And um, I felt like that there were great challenges to solve and that a lot of those challenges were not addressed well by a lot of the HR and people software that I saw and used at the time. And, you know, you think about every other part of the organization has great software and great systems of record and, and great tools to better understand data to be able to share and, and, and manage information. But for various reasons, HR and people leaders haven't gotten that same level of, 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 of product of technology and, and, and haven't had that seat at the table. And then, you know, so I basically started building really the, the thing that I wish that I had had when I was, CTO, founder of a company, growing a rapidly changing organization. And so I really, I built it from a few 
assumptions that were maybe a little bit different from um, from some of the things, some of the software before. One of them was that people data and organizational data is something that every manager, every person at the company has a stake in building a better and, and, and more transparent culture. And so if you build a platform on the assumptions that you actually want the HR and people leader to be empowered to share information with everybody, um, then that would that could actually really elevate the strategic work that the people leader does. And so we really built the platform first to be really visual and really interactive and something that every single person in the organization could, could use. Mm-hmm. So started building the product. I'm an engineer, so I was able to build the first version myself and share it with various uh, people leaders and um, you know early customers and uh, launched the product about two years ago. And uh, you know at that time, COVID was was just starting, and we we were moving into this what became sort of the most challenging two years for for, for people leaders. And I think the vision of using data to better inform and transform organizations and better manage and support employees became only more relevant the last two years. And so felt like it was a right product, right moment, right time. We were a couple people two years ago. We just crossed the 200 person mark uh, today. And, uh, you know, it's, it's been a really, really <laughs> exciting journey beyond. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know where to start with that story. You are right, though, to that last point. Like, yes, it is a crazy time to launch a business in space, but in some ways, it's the most the perfect time because now yeah. organizations are realizing they have to have HR up equivalent in place. Otherwise, they're really kind of running blind. It's completely changed the way people are thinking about their people, um, you know, and the way that people are are thinking about the HR and people function. And, and um, you know, a company that does not have a great people strategy is going to lose. And that was probably always the case. It's highlighted now more. really, <laughs> yeah. it's now really apparent. It's now obvious to everyone. And um, I think the, 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 the solutions that help help solve some piece of that of that challenge and can help really empower leaders and empower everyone in the organization are, are going to be the solutions that uh, help make the, the mm-hmm. next the next decade or so what what it will be yeah this is more of a personal question but i just wondering how i've always uh, seen you know coders programmers etc as like you've got like a superpower like uh, <laughs> <laughs> how does it make you feel that you're able to come up think of an idea like that and bring it to life. This is more just personal question <laughs> that I wanted to ask you because yeah. I'm always fascinated by the fact that you can be like, this is an idea and you have the technical skills. And how did that get started, by the way, quickly when you attend? Was it someone in the family that was also already coding, et cetera? Yeah, like, you know, like- I, I wanted to make video games. I was, you know, I loved playing my old school NES and, um, I remember there was a there was a like design your own game contest that I wanted to win, and I said, "All right, well, if I design a game, 
Um, how am I going to make it real? And the only way you can make it real is actually to learn to program and, and, and build it. And there was a, uh, you know, I was, I was very fortunate. Obviously I had, uh, you know, resources at, at school that, uh, that could, could help, uh, learn the program. And the, we, really, you had, you had that had ability. A, wow. Okay. Yeah. You know, we, we did like Lego logo was like the thing back then. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, that sort of teaches like basic programming for, for, for you know, for young children. And uh, my dad also had a, had a book on, um, on sort of the basic programming language lying around. Um, and uh, I, I sort of taught myself uh, basic out of that book. Uh, again, just because I wanted to, I wanted to make, okay. uh, I wanted to make the thing. How many, how many coders do you speak to that started coding? Cause I wanted to make a game. Just out of curiosity oh, in your network. So many, <laughs> Most so of many, it, you know, in, in the, so I, I really, I got, I got really into that. Um, you know, in, even in, in high school, I used to design like multiplayer games, the sort of, uh you know predecessors to the you know world of warcraft type games you have today but they were all text um i did all that stuff and i was really just always interested in the kind of the social interactions right like games as a participatory sport yeah, um that's why I, so, i'm a big gamer and that's why i game oh yeah massive gamer but, yeah. What, what's, yeah. What's, what's your my what's go-to your game is uh halo like i, oh, play, nice. I play halo mm-hmm every week i've been playing with the same group awesome. of friends um that i've never met by the way <laughs> since wow. since i was maybe like 12 but like when whenever halo one came out and i played it online i'm playing with the same people like back, back then we were teenagers now we've all got kids jobs wow. some, some of them are lawyers and doctors never met any of them i've known them you know 15 20 years these people these same yeah. people anyway, like we you know everything about each other just never met each other that's the power of gaming. Yeah. And, and like on a, when I'm stressed out, I want to just chill out, just jump online. <laughs> yeah. No, totally. Yeah. Totally. I mean, you know, it's been a while since I was really a gamer. You ain't like, got time I, anymore. I, You're building chart hop. <laughs> really I've, I've got a business and I've got, and I've got kids. <laughs> like the, you know, but, but I do, I remember, especially from, from building those, those multiplayer games, you know, yeah, there would be people that I've never met that, uh, you know, would, you know, you would, you would build and participate and, 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 and build friendships. It was, it was really, it was an amazing thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so always been interested in, in, in technology. And I think it is a superpower. Everyone has, everyone has their own superpower. It's actually one of the questions we ask on the, on the chart hop, like about me profile is like, what is your superpower? Oh, really? cool. what's, the, what's, the, what's the one thing you're, you're best at in the world? And, um, you know, it is, it is a very powerful, you know, ability to be able to imagine something and be able to very quickly make it real. And I think that's something that's really just, uh, you know, it's sort of the addictive nature of, of building technology it is the, this sort of feedback loop you get from imagining something and making it happen very fast. Um, but you know, I, I don't think it's the only superpower. I think that the, you know, one thing we've seen in, in the industry too is, is sometimes people building, uh, 
without really thinking about the the impact that it's going to have and the, and the consequences of what you're building. And, and, and so um, I think that if you have this, this superpower of creating, you also have a, an ethical responsibility to um, be mindful of the impact that you're having on, on, and who you create it for. Um, but it is, you know, and, that, and that's why I think when you build a, a tech company, it's not just about it's not just about the engineers, right? It's not just, it, it's, it's about the whole team coming together. And I think when you think about the people team and the HR team, that is such a great culture is such an important advantage, competitive advantage for a company. So, yeah. um, you know, I, I, I've definitely been very lucky and fortunate that I was sort of, you know, born in a time where I had a set of interests and opportunities that allowed me to create things, but, um, it's important out of that to, to build things that can have a really positive impact. Yeah. And, and to that point, which is the reason I was asking you, it's about building, you know, something which is people centric, right? Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, that's right. a big, big focus now for organizations is the employee experience and yeah. investing in technology that is, does have the human at the center of it. And at the end of the day, they're the ones that are going to be the users <laughs> and using yeah. and using yeah. it every day. That's exactly right. And so just building something that's really, really people centric. Um, it's a really fascinating challenge because people are, people are complicated. People are, people can be messy. Like there's, there's a lot of different challenges that, um, you know, if you, if you model people data, it's not, it's not the same as, um, you know, analyzing a, a system. It, it's people, people are individuals and people have different challenges and needs. And, um, you know, we're really trying to build a piece of software that can help companies better understand themselves and each other. Walk us through, what are some of the, some of the challenges that companies using ChartUp to solve? What are the main challenges or interesting ones yeah. that you want to share with the audience? Because the reason I ask you that is, um, I won't say a million, but every other day there's another, I won't say another chart up because you are chart up and there's no other chart up, but there's so many companies that are popping <laughs> up claiming to be the people analytics platform of choice, right? Every day, literally every day I get a new another one. What are some of the things that you're helping, challenges that you're helping customers solve? So a big one is being able to plan. Being We're not just an analytics platform that, pulls data together. There's lots of tools that can do that, but being able to then jump from data to action is really important. So headcount planning, compensation planning, organizational design and management, performance management. Um, these are all things that people can do directly in ChartHop because they're, they're interacting with it every day, right? Like when you roll out ChartHop to your organization, everybody starts to have this one view of the organization this one sort of system to understand everything that's going on in your organization the open roles that you have around the organization where are they where do they report into what are the you know what are the bands or leveling structure for those open roles look like what's going to be the cost impact of adding a new set of, of roles you can actually model that in scenario in scenario planning or headcount planning within chart hop and then once you make a set of changes, you can actually just push it out to your other systems. So it's a really 
it, it actually changes the way it helps everybody think of the organization in the same way that people leaders think about the organization. So um, usually people start with a planning related use case that they really want to, they, they've got, you know, headcount plan they need to make, they, they're doing their, uh, their budgeting cycle, maybe they're running their compensation, cash or equity uh, cycles. There's often a driver that they'll initially start with, but over time, the power of just always having the right information at the right time available to everyone is really, really transformational to a company. Yeah. That's bigger than one of the biggest things, right? Is uh, that information needs to live with all of the leaders throughout the organization and having that one dashboard where everyone, typically it's just like, oh, there's a leaders at the top that have that. But having that across the whole organization and that visibility is very, very powerful. Totally. It's like every HR leader has the experience of having the business come to them, the rest of the business come to them for answers on this or that question, right? How, you know, how many people do we have a plan for in this part of the organization? Or what does the turnover dynamic look like here? And being able to have leaders self-serve that information for themselves allows a people leader to start to become a strategic guide or partner to the rest of the organization instead of being just sort of put upon for uh, you know access to, 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 to people information. What about things like um, pay transparency? How do you deal with that? Because it's quite a sensitive topic. Yeah, very much so. So we obviously, to have a platform where we can have all this data in one place and shared across the organization, it has to have very strong access controls. So you don't, you know, probably anybody who's been, who's been a, a, a manager or a leader has had at least one experience of sharing the wrong spreadsheet or email with the wrong person. And, you know, and, and so we want to um, make sure that for any organization, the access to data can be really, you know, rolls up in the right sure. ways and you can put permission controls on everything. That said, once you have an ability to share information in a in a sort of consistent way, it can actually be really a really positive step. And I think different organizations are different places on their sort of pay transparency and leveling journey. But it can actually be a really positive step to start surfacing what are the bands or levels like that, you know, start with that. Like have everyone internalize the leveling framework for the company and make that actually visible. And then if we're posting, like, you know, now in some states, you're required to post yeah, exactly. you have compensation to. Yeah. for open positions. Um, share that information, right? Like, I, 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 again, there's different organizational cultures and different companies are at different stages in their journey. But I ultimately think you want your compensation philosophy to be one that is fair and, and, uh, and sort of rational enough that if you do do full pay transparency to your company, nobody should be totally surprised. Like there should be no, no big buried secrets in compensation. 
Um, now, I, you know, I personally, what we've chosen to do at, at ChartHop is we share the bands, like what are all the comp ranges for all the different roles and levels. We share that with everyone in the company because we've, we share it in our job postings too. Um, and, and we actually have since basically since day one of the company, there's just no So within each role, you have the bands and you say it could be from this to this basically. So That's right. Okay. So, yeah. So, so everybody, everybody in the company knows like for this role, you know, this is the comp range for, for this role. Um, and everybody knows what band everybody else in the company is because it's tied to their title and position. Okay. Uh, and, um, you know, that to me is about the right level of transparency, at least for us. Um, I think, I think if you share individual salaries with everybody, it can get a little bit distracting because sometimes, sometimes those are within the range that might be because of someone's performance or, you know, but to me that some companies are doing that successfully to me, that's, that might be a little too much transparency, but the right level for us, we found is share the bands, share the ranges with everybody and make sure you're rigorous about, uh, about adhering yeah. and applying those, those, those bands. Mm -hmm. what, what about things like um, reducing turnover? Is there something you've seen a big use case? Yes, you know, the great resignation, I mean, the great reimagination, the great awakening. How there's a lot of versions of <laughs> of this right now, but companies are seeing huge turnover. Every company is thinking about it, every single one. And you know, you can measure retention, but that's ultimately a backwards looking metric, right? Like you you obviously want to track it, and you know, some companies are not always tracking retention consistently. Um, but it's more can you can you can you intervene before that that employee leaves and so um by being able to surface employee engagement data so like if you can actually see on your org chart visually like there's a part of the organization that is super unhappy like maybe you know maybe there's a manager issue maybe there's a personnel issue like maybe there's something going on with that, that department that needs to be addressed, you know, being able to really see it is really powerful. Um, and then being able to um, be able to look at things like when is somebody's equity vesting schedule, up, right? Like being able to make sure that everybody has a fair uh, compensation package that is motivating and equitable, um, you know, being able to surface all this information and actually raise uh raise alerts if something is off is a really really powerful thing to be able to do mm -hmm. just out of interest like um a big part of i'm sure but making what you do work is the integrations with the other platforms yes. these organizations are working with I'm not going to go through all the names we all know who they are <laughs> um as well how what has your approach been there because some organizations it can be super complex and they've got a million things that they've yeah. weaved to get that they've weaved together internally it's kind of a bit of a nightmare um like a <laughs> spider web yeah, solutions mean, i feel like in, we've, we've almost seen it all at this point you know it's um often people data can can be you know in disparate systems it can be uh it can 
be stored in different ways or messy. Um, we try to we try to sort of make sense of it. So we'll we'll have often a company will be they're using two different payroll systems, maybe one for their domestic employees and one for their um, you know global employees or one for contractors, one for FTEs. We can pull it all together, and so that's really helpful. Um, the way we think about the world is integrated. We think of every every company, every person is going to want to select different tools for different jobs, and we we want to make sure that we plug into and connect to as many uh, different systems as possible, um, because people should have the the right to use their data and and use their tools that that they want to use. Uh, we just want to help people make sense of it all together. Yeah. It's a tough one, right? <laughs> Depending on yeah. the organization and the state um, yeah. as well, because these things can take sometimes years to get right. Yeah. People, which they no, never totally get right. Like. It's ongoing. <laughs> to be honest. There's no, there's no end goal there. What, what makes, um what makes chart hop different to all the other solutions that are out there? I think the biggest is that we unite data with action in one platform that everybody can use. Uh, you know, there's some systems that will allow you to get data. There's some systems that will allow you to take actions. And there's some systems that are built just for HR people. And we're a system that allows you data action for everyone in your organization in one place. And I don't think there's anything quite like it. Mm -hmm. And I think something you said to me offline, a big part of your goal is to make this self-serve, right? Yeah. So we have launched... Chartop Basic, which is a it's it's a version of Chartop for every company in the world for everyone that's free. Uh, it's free for companies up to 150 people, and we made it very affordable. What can what can we do? Uh, yeah, I know, what, what can you do with that? Well, like what you know, break it down for me. I'm a small business. So what, you, you yeah. sign up, you you sync with your payroll system or upload your data. All of a sudden. You've got in five minutes, you've got an org chart visualization of your company that you can superimpose all the data that you've uploaded on top of that org chart. You've got a map of your distributed workforce. You've got a data sheet and reporting that will start to help you begin to understand all of your data and information. You can do one-on-one, -on -one. you can share with your whole company, have them run one-on-ones with their uh, direct reports that it'll automatically send uh, Slack or email reminders about. Uh, you can set up employee profiles so that everyone in the company has a directory and about me to be able to understand everything in one place. And you can celebrate birthdays and anniversaries, including posting them to, uh, to a Slack channel. So it's really an experience that builds transparency that's uh, free that we just want every company to be able to get started on their journey um, towards building more transparent organizations and their journey into people analytics. So uh, we're, we, we've, we made it free because we want to make it possible for, for every company. Is that, it sounds great, by the way, is, is that one of your ways of like disrupting the market? 
because most companies that <laughs> your competitors don't do that, right? Let's be honest. So is that one of your wait your thoughts behind that? Or is let's redistribute the market and put something out there that for free, because typically you need to be a large enterprise company to kind of get access to this type of these type of tools or do a pilot program or you know, you know, you know the rest. <laughs> You know, we we think about things a little bit differently, and I, you know, I, I I think the term disruptive gets gets overused, but I, I think we try to think about things differently and, and approach things differently. Um, we think we have an amazing platform. We like I want everyone to use it. Like, so so uh, we've got a we've got so much capability that that we sell and uh, our our customers have been really successful with and our paid business has been growing uh, massively. So why not have a part of our platform just be available to everybody? Um, it's, it's not something that people have typically done in this space, but um, I, I think uh, it's something I've wanted to do since, since I started the company. Yeah. I feel like it makes complete sense <laughs> because at the end of the day, if you get people in there, they're using it to gain value. They're going to stick, they're going to, they're going to stick with it. Right. And they're going to grow with you. So it's kind of, yeah. you know, my sales brain <laughs> and my marketing brain is like, just makes sense. Um, but at the same time, they're not going to grow with you if you don't deliver. So you also have to deliver, yeah, right? You only get, it. you only get one chance. Right. So you can yeah. say it's free. You can say all these things, but if it's not doing what it needs to do and it's not, creating that employee experience, that user experience, and obviously delivering ROI, then it doesn't matter if it's free. And that's one of the things I actually love about it. You know, as someone who's built, you know, enterprise software for, for quite a while now, um, it really, when you challenge your team to make the product self-serve and deliver value, um, you know, from, from the get-go, that just that challenges every every part of the product to step up its game and makes it ultimately uh, the system much much more valuable for your paying customers. I mean, this is not a this is not a new idea, right? Like no, of course many not. many different software companies that that take this approach. It's just a little bit of a new idea for um, the for people, the people, HR. Yeah, I think space. for the HR people analytics space, not so much. It's mainly like jump on a pilot yeah. program. Or we do something smaller. There's a paid pilot program, uh, in that sense. There's a lot of work that goes into that. But just being able to sign up online, check it out, you know, and do it in your in your own way and uh, within your own freedom to explore. Because that's the that's the test, right? Because if they do need to call you in the team and they need your assistance of how I even sign up, you've already failed. Like if they right. don't, if, if no, I don't totally. intuitively know how to do that, then then <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. That's that's exactly right. And, you know, I mean, we also, we just, we get so many people who, who, who hear about us, they sign up and they just, they want to get started. They want to get started right away. Uh, and you know, every, every time someone wants to try out chart hop and can't do it because of, you know, budget or they don't, you know, they don't want to go through the process of a sales demo or any, anytime that happens, like, we felt we, we want everyone who can benefit from chart hop to be using chart hop. Yeah. Nice. I love it. What, what are your future plans? Like give us a glimpse of what you think the future of people analytics is going to look like. I know obviously you're doing a lot of some of the, you know, some of the things that companies are already doing, but what do you, what, in your mind, what, where do you think this is going to go sort of five years from now? I think 
I think the direction that we're driving things towards more transparency across an organization is definitely where things are going to go. People analytics is going to, you're always going to have, you know, people who really focus on people analytics, but I think we're going to see the broader organization become much more uh, aware, able to access people analytics data and able to better understand the challenges of the HR leader. I think we're going to see um, much mm -hmm. more kind of much more of the partner mentality between the HR people analytics team and the, the whole rest of the business. Um, yeah. So I, I hope that Charthoff can be a, a small part of, of driving in that direction towards more transparency and more collaboration and better organizations. Mm -hmm. I feel like we're going to get to the point where it's just, it's just analytics, right? You don't have to say yeah. people analytics, no, you have to say business right. analytics, you don't have to say market analytics, it's just analytics. <laughs> it's HR yeah. is the business and the business is HR. Right, right. No, that's that's exactly right. Because you you know it, you don't just want to think about oh, people analytics is you know performance and comp exactly. and turnover or something. You actually want to unite everything that matters to the business and bring all of that together mm -hmm. uh, so that people can can understand it. And if you can actually tie the metrics and and data that move the business to the people who are ultimately making that happen. Uh, you can really accomplish amazing things. Yeah. Last thing, um, what advice would you give to our listeners that are considering a new people analytics platform or investing in this space, some small, some large? It's, it's a bit of a minefield. There's a new shiny object popping out every day. What advice would you give? Apart from the, obviously you're going to be biased and say, you know, check out Chart Hop, but <laughs> what advice would yeah, you give I mean, to them? Besides the self-serving advice, <laughs> I, I would definitely, I, I mean, I, look, I would, I would say, it depends on be, you know, thoughtful with yourself, but where you are as an organization on your journey, um, different organizations are going to have different needs. I would really make sure that the platform that you choose uh, allows portability of your data, allows your data to integrate with any other system in any direction, because you want to make an investment in the long term of you know, any platform you choose, uh, you want to make sure it's going to grow with the business and that it's going to be able to adapt to, to future needs. So really making sure that the, the, the platform lets you get your data in and out, I think is really important. And um, I think it's also really important to make, to make sure that there are ways that many different stakeholders and users can use the system and, not just your HR or your people analytics team, because if it's if it's going to be just that group of people, you know, it, you're going to wind up with a lot a lot of work on your hands um, over time. You want to be able to distribute the insights across the organization. So yeah. those would be my those would be that'd be my quick checklist. Mm -hmm. um, but I would definitely say check out the. Sign up for chart hopping and, and see how that goes. Try to agree. Yeah, fantastic. And I think by the time we've released this, that will already be live. So for anyone listening, the link will already be below if you want to check it out um, as well. But and where, where, last thing, where can people check um, connect with you if they want to reach out to you personally and say hi? Where can they reach? Yeah, you? just just reach out to me. I'm, I'm on Twitter at Eon White. I, I don't tweet too often, but uh, but add me at Twitter, or you can just email me at ian at charthop.com um and uh I, I i love to hear from people 
I love to hear from, from, from customers, from people who are using the platform and love to hear from, from anybody in the space doing interesting things. Amazing. So, um, yeah, love to connect with folks. Cool. Well, look, congratulations on all the success so far. Exciting. Now it's just the beginning and I uh, look forward to chatting again soon, soon for another update, but I wish you all the best until we next week. Thanks so much, Chris. I really appreciate it.